we are recording. Welcome, so yes, welcome to this edition of Meet Your Boat Podcast, recording. Hi, it's, uh, God, it's May 18th, 2016. Yep, it is our 21st yeah. episode. Oh boy, we can buy alcohol. I actually have a bottle of Heineken right here. Are you, but you're not currently drinking it, are you? No, well, not currently. Well, not yet anyways. Yeah, like, it's like God knows how early in the morning, right, over there? I currently have a grand total of 3.17 a.m., whereas 6.17 p.m. over there for you. I was going to say, yes, it's 6.17 here uh, in the evening, whereas it is bright and early for you. And what, where are you now? We are uh, currently in Italy, Champino. We're in Champino, Italy, uh, about a kilometer outside of the Vatican City. Very nice. Um, so how's the trip going so far? So far it's going smooth. Do not fly Ryanair. My one advice. I've heard this before. I have heard this reported to me. Turns out. Turns out our friend Lily was right. Do not fly Ryanair. You, you get what you yeah, pay I mean, for. Seems to be the thing. Um, hey, in terms I think of paying my, for, what? My video is kind of choppy. I'm going to turn off my video and just do audio. That's fine. I don't need your video. I just need your voice. I know. Exactly. So hopefully that, that's better for our bandwidth. I just, you know, don't want things to get catchy. Yep. Cool. So, yes, we are, in case you didn't pick that up, uh, we are recording from, yes, from two sides of the globe right now. So we're going to see how this works. Uh, if it works, then we might do this in the future for guests and uh other things that we want to experiment with. So yeah, this is a good test test show. And if you don't like it, well, one, thank you for listening. <laughs> and two, please leave us feedback. <laughs> yes, please. If you're going to leave us feedback about anything, this would be the thing to leave feedback again on because we have to do this again next week. Uh, no, technically no. Uh, I mean... I will be flying in next week on Wednesday. Yeah. But you're not going to want to do this show when you get back, are you? I mean, seriously, like, you're going to be jet lagged. We'll see. <laughs> we might have a delayed we'll podcast. We'll see. We'll definitely see. Uh, so, in the meantime, let's get started. Uh, so, we want to go over the box office for yes. movies. I did not write down the box office because... I did. It's okay. Did. I fixed it for you. You, you. you done fixed it? I done fixed it. Those are the actuals. Oh, okay. Uh, 70, so, Civil War, only $72 million? 72.6 million for the weekend. Ooh. 60% drop. Yeah, that, that's a. Uh, no, nah, that's on par. Yeah. That's on par for a Bob Blockbuster drop. Mm-hmm. Jungle Book still hanging yeah. in there, though. 17 million. Yeah, Jungle Book, only 30% drop from last week. $17.1 million. Yep. Top two is both Disney again. And then we have followed by the newcomers The Darkness at 4.9 and Money Monster. Uh, fourteen point eight. Yeah, those are in opposite order. Money Monster is number three this week. Yes, I saw Money Monster this week. Yes, you saw Money Monster. Do you want to talk about Money Monster? Uh, yes. First off, it's not called Money Monster over here, (laughs) as I found out. What's it called? (laughs) Attack of Wall Street. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a sequel to Attack the Block? It might be. It's either Attack or was Threaten. 
or threat on Wall Street. Threat on Wall Street. Actually, that's that's a very literal title. So yeah, uh, yeah I might go with that. Threat on Wall Street. Yeah, they do things literal here. Yeah, but yeah, I saw it said Wall Street, and then the poster. I was like, wait, but that's not what it's called in the states. Oh, international. We gotta. Spice now, does that mean home. it's in the Wall Street series? Is this the uh, third Wall Street movie? Where is uh, where is Gordon Gecko? <laughs> He's still in jail, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the second Wall Street, so I can't tell you. Oh, spoiler alert! I think he's in jail. Okay, that figures. Anyways, uh, so, uh, so I saw it with my family and grandpa. Okay, Wait, so your grandpa is not part of your family. Well, you know. I have to say exclusively extended family. Okay. When you say family, you say, okay, your your siblings, your parents. When you say family, I say... Wales. Grandpa. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, you know, some of these jokes aren't going to work with the delay. I have no delay over here. (laughs) Anyways... Anyways, uh, so you got your Clooney on. I got my Clooney on. I got my Julia Roberts on. Um, for it being Jodie Foster's uh, second, third uh, film, she did a couple shorts. She also directed The Beaver with her and um, <laughs> Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, make your Beaver jokes here. Uh, I, I don't know. We're just laughing at the fact it's called The Beaver. Yeah. Anyways, um, it was pretty good. It's a it's a solid movie. Um, George Clooney does ham it up a bit. Julie Roberts on point, and does well in the movie. Uh, so overall, it's a it's your old timey political thriller. I mean, my parents really enjoyed it. My grandpa enjoyed it. It's, it wasn't for kids. It's not for kids. It's for your adults. It's your adult-themed uh, political... Not political, but money thriller movie. It sounds like you're trying to talk around the fact it was kind of boring. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> well, because it's yeah, boring okay. because it's not directed at me. However, <laughs> it the subject matter is not one that, that's really enticing. Fair, fair enough. But that's what you're going to get when you start talking about, like, Wall Street and stuff. I mean, you're going to tune out some of the younger generation because they don't really care. You don't really care that much. Yeah, true. But, you know, typical Hollywood ending. Uh, you know, it's okay. it's a decent movie. If you happen to catch on HBO or an airplane flight, it's, it's a good <laughs> watch. Speaking of airplane flight, I happen to catch up on a couple movies. Okay, what'd you watch on the plane? So, I'm to see Burnt. Okay. Uh, it's the Bradley Cooper, I'm a chef, I'm a chef, I'm a Michelin star chef movie. Right. Very um, Gordon Ramsay-like, I would have to say. I figured that's what that was going to be. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it, except Bradley Cooper went, like, super crazy in that movie. That's kind of his thing now. Apparently, yeah, he does uh, small pictures where he goes super crazy, like super passionate. Yeah, post uh, Silver Linings, that seems to be his gig. Yeah. But the movie itself was pretty good. I'd, 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 uh, I'd probably watch it again, yeah. I'd probably fall asleep through it again, but... 
what I saw I liked. Uh, also saw Creed on the flight. Uh, how's that? That's supposed to be good. That was good. Yeah. Um, Storyline is... Michael B. Jordan. Uh, not as good as Michael A. Jordan. <laughs> but, we'll yeah, talk Ma- about him later. Yes, Michael B. Jordan is uh, pretty well. He did a really good job in that movie. The storyline is paper thin. Then again, so is the original Rocky storyline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did... The one part I did not like about that movie... Was the uh, romantic involvement, which again, this is again directed by Ryan Coogler, who did Fruitvale Station, and that romantic plotline was very thin. Uh, thin. Did have a whole lot of substance, which uh, gives me a little hope that there will actually be a romantic plotline in his upcoming Black Panther movie. Yeah. And uh, so, let's roll right into that. that piece yeah, of news so we kind of called this i went back and uh, listened to the podcast yeah and uh was it like two, i think two months ago when ryan coogler was first announced uh that he would be directing the black panther movie we offhanded made the joke i think it was you when does michael b jordan get casted <laughs> turns yeah. out the answer is now <laughs> michael, <laughs> michael b jordan is officially casted in the Black Panther movie. Yep. Uh, hold for uh, applause, tension, <laughs> and excitement because yeah, I think... Not a lot to say about that. I'm sure he'll be good in it. I mean, I, and that movie seems like it's adding up to be something cool. Everybody seems to like uh, the Black Panther in, um, in Civil War. Yep. My grandpa and my brother both liked uh, Black Panther. From the Civil yeah. War movie. Yeah. Good stuff. Yep. Also, side note, in uh, the Marvel MCU, it has officially crossed $10 billion at the box office. Boom. That is 13 movies in eight years. From Iron Man, John Favreau's Iron Man, to currently Civil War by the Russos. $10 billion. I think that's a good uh, return on investment from Disney, right? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so good, in fact, that Warner wants a piece of that pie. Uh, the DC films? So, yeah, I added this today. You didn't have it. No. I don't know if this hit today, um, but I saw it. I thought it was relevant. Uh, it's definitely relevant. I, I, I see it yeah. now. So yeah, there was a bit of an executive shakeup over at Warner. They have formed a studio, just like Marvel Studios, called DC Films, that will handle the comic book movies in the future for them. And the two people assigned to this are their current exec VP, John Berg, and the CEO of DC Comics, Jeff Johns. And together, they formed Jeff John Berg. <laughs> I was thinking that too earlier. <laughs> it's like, there's too much John going on here. Uh, um, so isn't, um, Ben Affleck also part of this because he's executive producing the, um, Justice League films. So yes, the article I read, uh, said that in fact, not only is that true, but John Berg is also kind of, uh, Affleck's right hand man. And so he's his direct liaison for movies in the first place. He produced, I guess, um, 
Argo and the next uh, Ben Affleck product project for Warner. Um, the so town, kind of, huh? No, the town was his other one, the one before Argo. That was before that, but there's some other project that's re- uh, going to be released later this year. Yes, I saw the also- I saw the trailer for that. It's called uh, Accountant. Uh, basically, he's an autism. He plays an autistic accountant. Huh. There's a trailer for that in front of Money Monster. It looks pretty that good. Is- it, it had it was like um, a beautiful mind kind of. Okay. Type of I feel. Uh, coming yeah, out this so, October. Yeah, yeah. it's like we'll have a piece of this as well. But yeah, the, the, I guess the idea was is that they're going to try the Marvel approach to bring people or more specifically one person who is involved directly with comics and try that to like get that to influence the movies. But they still insist that unlike Marvel, the studio will be filmmaker oriented. So it's still about the talent behind the camera as opposed to getting a bunch of comic people. Yeah. That didn't seem to work out for them. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, so it, so according to this, then Zack Snyder will be officially out, right? It uh, seems like I that. didn't see that specifically, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised that he, of all the people involved in Batman and Superman, gets the boot. Yeah, I I go with him and Goyer and getting the boot. Although knowing yeah, Warner's know. Goyer will stick around. I don't know. Depends on what they put him on if they keep him. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that covers all the movie stuff except for one thing that I really don't want to talk about, but I guess we have to. Yes. Uh. Well, let's see. We talked about Disney. We talked about Warner. I guess we have to talk about Universal. <laughs> and our man Michael Bay. <laughs> yes. So remember uh, back when he finished uh, Transformers: Dark of the Moon? And he said, "That's it. I'm done. I'm done making Transformers movies." Hey, I got, I got one for you. Remember at the end of the production of Transformers 2, where he said he was done with the Transformers movies. <laughs> Remember when he was done after the first one, and he said, this was a fun experience, but I don't see myself doing it again. Yeah, well, <laughs> flash forward. Uh, that was a 2007 Transformers came out. Fast forward yeah. nine years later. I'm oh, sorry, it'll be ten years. This movie comes out next year. Michael Bay will be directing his fifth Transformers movie titled Transformers The Last Night. So I haven't done any reading about this. Is this another uh, Marky Mark Transformers movie? It is Marky Mark Transformers. He is the only returning cast member from uh, the previous one, Age of Extinction. Uh Uh, New female lead, new hot legs, and... (laughs) New uh, buddy, I think okay. that's what I read. Right. Sounds amazing. As for the actual plot line of the last night, it could be anything. <laughs> There's literally, literally anything. My guess is robots fighting robots. Nope, sorry. My guess is people fighting robots fighting robots. There we go. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Well, we have that to look forward to. <laughs> I don't know why they just don't go straight into the Cybertron storytelling. 
and do a, just a straight do a Beast Wars Transformers movie. Ooh. I, I like the TV. That I like that TV show. Or oh, no, growing up as a kid. Or GoBots. Where's our GoBots movie? Well, if you can't wait till Transformers to come out next year, Netflix has your fix on transforming robots. Voltron. Uh, yeah, we talked about that last week. Voltron on Netflix. Who's that voice? It's Voltron. <laughs> No, I don't know what. But, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I thought I heard a voice in your background. Nope, it's you. just me in here. Okay. Um. Anyways, let's move on. To television. To TV. So, yeah, we've got a lot of random shows to talk about. Um. Let's talk with the big one that we were talking about last week: Supergirl, and how that was in trouble. Uh, apparently, Supergirl has made the leap from the back lot of Warner Brothers to the back lot of Vancouver. <laughs> yep, we called it. Uh, we said that this would probably be what happened, and sure enough, it is moving production to Canada. But the thing we didn't call was that it's moving networks, too. CBS has officially passed on this show. It's going to the CW. Yep. Um, it belongs on the CW. Well, yeah, it's going to hang out with the rest of its DC brethren over there. Well, it already did a uh, crossover episode with The Flash. So mm -hmm. it, it feels like it belongs there. Except I was going to ask you something about this because I was reading uh, something on the uh, internet that gave me the concept that there's a whole world of stuff that I don't understand about DC. Yep, go ahead. They were telling me that this show apparently occurs on a different Earth than this other CWDC shows. Yes. What the hell does that mean? That means, okay, so in the comics, because there are multiple storylines running at the same time, they all can't be revolving around the same uh, comic book hero. Therefore, there are technically different Earths or different universes in which each storyline takes place. Like, okay. the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a different Earth than what takes place in the comic books. Than what right. takes place along several storylines. Uh, right. In the Earth, or the most common one is Earth 616. Yes, that's the actual name for it. That is the uh, Earth that the majority of the storylines follow. Um... The Marvel Cinematic Universe is Earth 812, I believe, if I remember correctly. I know it's 8-something. What say... happens on Earth 666? Is that where everybody is Satan? No, that uh, that Earth's already been destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> By Satan? Mephesto Satan, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, back to DC. <laughs> uh, so, are they going to have to change the Earth that Supergirl has? is on to match the earth that the rest of these shows are on or is that going to be unnecessary it it can be unnecessary however should they plan to do more crossovers and get more involved like uh the arrow flash crossover shows that they're in the same universe mm -hmm. um yes it will have to basically retcon the entire thing also follow-up question follow-up answer <laughs> 
do you think that this this universe, this television universe, will at all cross over with this new DC Films universe? As much as I hope so, I do not believe so. Yeah. I think I uh, because it's on Warner's and uh, CW, I think they're trying to keep each property separate and not bring them over. Yeah. You know, they have TV for TV, movies for movies. Unlike Marvel, where you have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as the bridging gap, which is basically run off on its own tangent and doing its own thing now with the Inhumans. I don't see... Uh, as much as I'd like to see a crossover, I don't see it. I think they're two separate universes to be in two separate color tones and palettes and uh, aesthetics to to work as a convergence. Fair enough. Unless they rapidly, like, drastically change the, their approach to films, which could very well happen. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, let's move on. Uh, so, what else happened in television? Well, let's go to uh, NBC first, because okay. Fox just basically spewed all over the internet. Ew. So, uh, NBC has ordered more of their hit show, The Blacklist. And not only that, they ordered their first spin-off, Blacklist Redemption. Alright. Is James Spader in the spin-off? No. Okay. This is the guy, the main, <laughs> the the protagonist FBI agent, male, not female. There's a difference. <laughs> male who will be starring in this. So, here's my problem: is I'm pretty sure that everybody who has ever expressed interest and said that they like the blacklist has always said that the best thing about that show is James Spader. Yes. So what is the use of a blacklist without James Spader? Funny thing about the blacklist is that it is a list of basically criminals. So they can find someone like James Spader-like to help them out. <laughs> as long as it's not James Spader. James Spader. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it could be hunting down the rest of the people on the blacklist. Okay. Let me sell you, sell you on this Blacklist Redemption starring Christopher Walken. I, I could see that, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you got to sell me on it. <laughs> we need to track down the criminals. It, it's, it's not my jurisdiction, if, if you catch my drift. <laughs> uh... Funny, uh, when I was in Arizona, I saw a sign that looked for walk-in. It said, walk-ins welcome. <laughs> so yes, uh, Christopher Walken would be a nice addition. I was reading an article, I was reading an article as um, they do like every year about how A-list celebrities are starting to jump to TV. Because they allow them to uh, stay in a character longer, allow them to explore it more, and you get more out of it than just a two-hour movie. That's true. Don't believe it. When I see Denzel or Tom Hanks on TV, doing TV shows, then I'll believe it. Well, Tom Hanks already did TV. No, no, that's Colin Hanks. 
No, no, no. Tom Hanks did TV before film. Well, so did George Clooney. Yeah, exactly. So there's a precedent. Yeah, yeah, yeah but but no, but that's one way. That's TV to film. I'm talking about going like right. going back from film to TV. Yeah, I'm just saying that I don't think Tom Hanks is going to go back to TV. He's been there, done that. Right. But yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on. All right. So let's move on to whatever the hell Fox spewed out. Uh, so, in case you haven't been on YouTube lately, Fox Fox basically uh, released all of their promos that they sent out to advertisers for their upcoming fall slates, including Son of Zorn. Okay, what is Son of Zorn? Uh, okay, I think we talked about this last week or two weeks ago. It's the Phil Lord Chris Miller produced uh, TV show that oh. is part animated live action right we talked about this off the podcast that's why i didn't remember okay not about off the podcast yeah um that's right i remember what this is it's basically he-man yes except it's as if he-man has a like live action family yes it's a uh, he-man comes back and lives in orange county and is yes. basically a single or a um what is it? What am I trying to say here? Divorced dad trying to win back his wife and son. Right. Got it. Um, so I watched the trailer for this. It's, it's pretty funny. Okay. It's pretty I'll good. Check that out. Yeah. Um, as for it working as a full series, it's a good concept. I'm not sure how, how well the series is going to go. Uh, it worries me. Yeah, but if you consider that how well the Lord and Chris Miller are doing at Fox. Yeah, The Last Man on Earth is still rolling over there. Um, it also starts uh, the kid, uh, the, the skinny white kid that was in the Jump Street movies. Another Phil Lord Chris uh, Miller production. Yeah, that guy. Yep. Okay. He plays the son. Uh, Tim Meadows also in there, pretty good job. I like the Tim animation. Meadows. Wow. Yeah. I want Tim Meadows to make a comeback. He hasn't been on anything for a while. No. Yeah, Tim Meadows is on it. Uh, he plays the new dad, quote unquote. Uh, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, other show. We can jump into... The other show I want to mention. I didn't put oh, it okay. down, but I saw the trailer for it. Called Bitch. I mean Pitch. What? It's called Pitch. No. Pitch. Yes, it is Empire set in the MLB, co-sponsored <laughs> by the MLB, about oh. the first female pitcher in the MLB, in baseball. Wait, this is a show? This is a show. Okay. It sounds like a movie, but it's a show. It does sound like a movie. So, I don't know, it sounds like it should be a movie. But no, it's a show called Pitch. Hmm. And it's based around the San Diego Padres. <laughs> Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, about the first female pitcher. It has a very heavy Empire vibe going to it. Not saying that because the lead uh, female pitcher is black. But what, was I totally right again about yep. Fox doing this drama stuff? Yep, they're going heavy on the dramas. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not only are they going heavy on the dramas, they're also dropping... A bunch of stuff dropped a bunch of stuff as well. 
Yes, let's move into cancellations because I am thrilled that this list does not include Party Over Here. Yes. So far, Party Over Here is still having a party over here. Somehow, against all odds, it still exists. At least, unless that's on a different list that they just haven't talked about yet. Right. Uh, so far, I've not seen it, but boy, Fox put the axe to some of its first season shows. Yes, yeah, so who did they piss off? <laughs> well, I think they pissed off the sci-fi genre because Minority Report canceled. Yep. Second Chance, the Frankenstein-esque uh, TV show, canceled. Yep. And Rob Lowe's The Grinder. That show's been on the bubble at Good Word of Mouth, but no viewership. And now it has unfortunately gotten the axe. Yeah, I... I, I feel like out of all these, uh, the one I feel like that hurts the most for most people seems to be The Grinder. It did have a big fan base. One show I did not see, however, was Grandfathered. Apparently that is still in the bubble. Which, which was the um, other uh, follow-up show to The Grinder. Mm. I didn't see anything right. about that news-wise. Yeah. However, Fox decided to renew... It's hour-long dramas. Uh, Sleepy Hollow gets another season with okay. making it season four. Apparently people like that show. Yeah. Um, also, newcomers Rosewood, Lucifer, and Scream Queens. So I totally called Rosewood and Lucifer. I remember when we talked about this, you were like, those things aren't going to last. I'm like, you know what? I bet they do. Yep, you're right. Uh, apparently, well, as you said, Fox going for those hour-long dramas. Yep. They're going full overboard. So those those three uh, freshmen get their sophomore seasons. <laughs> uh, where do you want to go next? NBC or CBS? Uh, let's go from top to bottom. CBS. All right, CBS. So we already talked about uh, C- CBS and their uh, renewals, but. Now we get this one cancellation that cuts pretty deep. Well. Okay, it cuts deep in terms of franchise. CSI Cyber has been canceled. Cybered itself to death. Uh, It's Control-Alt-Deleted out of here. (laughs) Yep. Force quit. (laughs) It got a virus and now we're taking care of it. Go see the uh, genius bar. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is significant because this officially ends the entire CSI franchise. Yep, CSI is done. Uh, I think I have 15 years of CSI going on. Yeah. Uh, from CSI to CSI Miami, CSI. Las Vegas, I think, was one thing at one point. CSI Cyber. New York. New York. I think New Orleans as well and Los Angeles. No, no, it's NCIS. NCIS. Yes, NCIS. last week because I asked about Scott Bakula. Yes, NCIS is still going strong. Right. But yeah, uh, no more CSI, which means no more zoom in, enhance. (laughs) It will leave. A lasting legacy on television, however. 
and mainly a joke on the internet. Yeah! Yeah! Alright. NBC! NBC had a couple cancellations. Couple? Okay. They basically axed a bunch of shows. <laughs> except for the last minute uh, show, The Carmichael Show. Yeah. Literally at the last minute, uh, I've been watching this, they kept saying, it's on the bubble, it's going to get cancelled. It's not going to get cancelled. Reasons why. Top reasons why. Uh, they finally came to a deal. Apparently, the holdup was based on episodes of how much they want for a third season. Mm. Carmichael Show and Sony wanted a full 23-24 episode season. NBC wanted less than that. Uh, they didn't even want a half half season. They eventually settled at thirteen episodes. So Carmichael so, Show will get a third season at thirteen episodes. So I have a question. Do you think this is just an issue of creative control from NBC? Because from what I understand, and I learned this fairly recently, is that the creator and star of this Carmichael Show has a very conservative bent. Yes. Um, which I didn't know until I saw an interview with this guy. Um, so do you think it was a creative thing, or do you think it was a budget thing? Do you think NBC, maybe this is an expensive show for that? It's not that expensive. It's a three-camera show. Uh, it's not, it's not going to run them a whole lot. I think creatively, in terms of writers and behind the cameras, what the holdup was. Maybe. Also contracts. But I think mainly in terms of episodes, because NBC also has the Olympics airing on, which is going to cut deeply into their episodes. And if they order oh, more, right. they don't know when they're going to film or when they're going to air it. Yeah, they need to clear out their schedule. Right. Which Carmichael, okay. the Carmichael show was saying, well, you can air it before and after. However, NBC, since it's been on the bubble this entire time, was unsure if they want to air it after the uh, Olympics or not. But what they were sure of is all these shows that they canned. Oh boy. They opened up that trash can and went dump, scrape, scrape, dump. <laughs> so NBC has cancellations of telenovela. Yeah, that, that figures. Yep. It's funny because uh, they've been, they're hyping that up with, uh, oh God, what's her name? Eva Longoria yeah. and um, America Ferreira as the Queens of Comedy. For Telenovela and Superstore. Well, only one person won that round. (laughs) And it wasn't Telenovela. And then... We called it... (laughs) I'm still laughing at Heartbeat. (laughs) I'm still laughing at Heartbeat. (laughs) We watched three seconds of Heartbeat last week. The only three seconds we saw of it was the main character giving one of the other doctors a blowjob in the middle of a hallway. And literally said, right after this aired, how is this show not canceled yet? And sure enough, come like two days later, it's canceled. Also canceled, so crowded. Yes. This was their sitcom. This was the the sitcom of the kids moving back in with the parents. Um, I think Patrick Warburton was the star of the show. And I got the vibe from this thing that basically was just, ha ha, look how funny millennials are. Which you're basically insulting them. Insulting your audience. 
I mean, it's like if NBC wanted to prove that they can be relatable to a younger audience, that was not the way to do it. <laughs> no, it's a good idea of a show. However, you don't want to make the kids be the ones look like they're out of touch. You got to make yeah. it the parents who are out of touch. Or how about you don't make either side look out of touch and you just have better writers? <laughs> this is NBC we're talking about. <laughs> Fair. Last time they had good writers was 30 Rock. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Game of Silence, which I love that this is already canceled because NBC wanted you to believe that this thing was so good. This thing was supposed to be the next uh, Blacklist. This yeah. was their heavy uh, FBI crime hour-long drama that was like interlooped and had the, all these like different departments of, of heads of states involved. And nope, apparently it was too convoluted to, for anyone to follow. Also, um, the axe undateable. It's a yes, miracle. Live experiment. Right. Uh, they did this a live was a live show every week, and then mm-hmm. you could um, determine what happens to the characters. I believe. I don't think there was an interactive component, but what they would do sometimes is I think they would comment based on uh, like current events. You know, kind of like the Aladdin show at Disney. Right. Like they would be able to, since they did it live, they would be able to be like, we wrote in a joke about something that happened today. And that was kind of their gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was like a full cast, right? Like main, like all dudes, like one guy, one girl. Yeah. Yeah. It was really well balanced. No. And then, uh, the last one is file this under. I had no idea the show was still on. The mysteries of Laura. Uh, technically, it was in its second season, and will only end at two seasons. So there, that goes the mysteries of Laura. Yeah. My sister watched this, and I saw a couple episodes, but they were from a few years ago. Years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I didn't know I I didn't know the show was still around. Huh. And <laughs> well, because they premiered this one with a uh, bad judge. Yeah, that was a while ago, though, right? I mean, that feels like it was a while ago. Was it a while ago? <laughs> like was this the same? Like this wasn't four years ago, was it? No, three. Maybe not four years ago, but. God, I don't know, but I feel like that was kicking around for a little bit. Yeah, because uh, they had um, Bad Judge, which was the law side, and then Mysteries of Laura, which was the cop side, to right. their Law and yeah. Order one-two punch. Uh, and last but not least, we have ABC, who I think, out of all of these, made the deepest cuts. Oh yeah, they pissed off some fans. Oh yeah. So ABC. Got rid of a couple of their mainstays, including Nashville. Yes. Uh, I was shocked to hear Nashville was gone. So I didn't yeah, think it was on the bubble. You're again out of a job. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Connie Britton. Sorry, Hayden Pantier. Sorry, City of Nashville. You're out of job. <laughs> <laughs> no longer on television. 
you're no longer exist to everyone. But yeah, I think uh, actually I don't know what to think on this one. I thought that was a hit show. It was, as far as I know. I think this may have been one of those uh, contract negotiation things. Either that, or they just writing staff couldn't come up, couldn't keep the storyline going, couldn't keep viewers interested. Maybe, or maybe it's like maybe it was creative decision where it's like this is as far as we can go with this thing. Yeah, well, if you want to do more research into it, go ahead. We won't. But one thing I am interested in, Marvel's Agent Carter. That got the axe, despite it being heavily, I'm talking heavily praised on the internet for a woman-led spy espionage uh, TV show. Yeah, I thought this was kind of especially eerie considering what... uh happens very early on, or at least confirmed to happen very early on in Civil War. Yes. Very uh, strange. However, um, I guess I'll throw this in there. Uh, All is not lost uh, in terms of female uh, leads at Marvel because Black Widow will be getting her movie, quote, at some point. Yeah. Speaking of which, on the other side, on the other camp, we didn't talk about this in movies, but there was some rumblings about a DC film that was going to be about Harley uh, Harley Quinn and her group of people. A spin-off movie of Suicide Squad? Yeah, I don't know enough about comics to tell you, but apparently she has a squad that she hangs out with, which are all female. Uh, I believe I saw this under the rumor mill. I think depending on how well Suicide Squad does, will determine how well the green light, the green light on that project, because apparently right. everyone likes the Harley Quinn, likes Harley Quinn and Margot Robbie from the trailers. Right. But however, determining how well responds with the audience in a full movie, that's another story. Right. So we'll see. So I'll put that on the hold on the rumor mill. There's no one attached to direct it currently. No writer. It's just DC saying. Hey, we want to make this movie. Margot Robbie, do you want to be a part of this movie? And she's like, yeah, it gives me work. <laughs> yep. Plus, Harley Quinn is a fun character to play. Yeah. You know, half psycho, half blow everything to shits. <laughs> All right, so we have two more cuts at ABC. Yeah. I'm going to go with Castle first. Uh, this Which has been, sense. yeah. This has been one of the one of the longer stays, I think, up there with Nashville on ABC. Nathan Fillion uh, fans cried out everywhere, <laughs> all in unison, saying, "Not again." I don't know. I feel like this has been long enough. It's been I long. Feel like that show, I feel it's like been on for a while. it has. Uh, that show had to have cut out eventually. Yeah. I mean. Was it? I think the basic premise was a writer shadowing a cop or a detective in order to solve mysteries or write for his novel or something. Yes. But it's gone on for uh, five seasons? It sounds right. Five or six seasons? Five seasons, I want to say. Cause that sounds it's been a minute. Yeah. 
Well, it's been on since 2009, so yeah, five seasons. Yeah. And the last one. The last one was the one that hurt me the most. (laughs) Yeah. You can tell it hurt me the most. It was... Unfortunate. So, the Muppets got the axe. You know, I feel like there was two ways that this could have gone. That they could have gone even further in the direction of we're going to course correct based on, you know, feedback we're getting in between seasons. Or they would just cancel it and not have to worry about it. I feel like they took the easier way. That's the thing, though, is that they did. Um, In between seasons, they did course correct and they did bring in new uh, showrunners and new writers. And they did work on that stuff, you know, bring in old gags. Bring back uh, some mementos. Mementos? But, yes, Coke's mementos. <laughs> but apparently it wasn't enough. Uh, nope. I don't know why they did cast it. This is a cheap show to make. I mean... Uh, I, I can't tell you. Maybe the ratings just weren't there. Nostalgia factor was there, but yeah, I guess people just weren't watching it. Maybe not. Which is weird. Well, I mean, then again, you consider how much there was a drop-off of audience for the second Muppets movie after the uh, first reboot. Right, Muppets Most Wanted, that was all star power and no substance and tanked. Yeah, exactly. So I'm wondering if there just isn't enough public affinity for the Muppets as, as of 2016. Hmm. Sorry, Disney. Maybe you should uh, let Jim Henson go. They have other things. I think they're good. Uh, Sesame, Street <laughs> still going, Sesame Street is still doing well. That's true, on HBO. Yep. <laughs> Surprise factor, it's on HBO, not uh, PBS anymore. Yeah. It's always been on PBS. It's still weird to me to see it on HBO. Yeah, it does seem kind of odd. But then again, I mean, if the funding is just not there... Which is maybe why, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, lastly, in our cancellations and deaths, the final surviving member of the famous movie Casablanca has officially passed. Madeline LeBeau. Right. Ninety-one years old. Played the uh, female heroine. I guess you want to call it a heroine. Of Castleblanca has officially gone to join the rest of her cast members. Okay. Yeah, that would happen. Yep, that, that was happening. Also, stuff that got canceled, well, no longer happening, is Eurovision. Right, so that happened, uh, and I did not watch it. Nope, I didn't watch it either. However, I do know that Ukraine... Officially won. Congratulations, yes. Ukraine. You will now host Eurovision 2017. With a song that, from what I understand, was a total FU to Russia. Was that the case? I did not read that. <laughs> I read that that was the case. I have not heard the song. However, I also heard the song was very boring. Okay. Uh, my Twitter was blowing up this entire time it was on, so I kind of got the information I needed without actually having to watch it. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't watch it. I just saw the end results of one, 
Ukraine won. Congratulations. And two, Justin Timberlake's Can't Stop the Feeling. Yeah, so I want to interject real quick. That song sucks. I heard it. It does. I heard it three times uh, on the drive to Arizona and back. It's not a good song. No, that sucks. As does probably Trolls, which is the movie that it is on the soundtrack for. Yep. Apparently (laughs) this uh, Can't Stop the Feeling very heavily produced, I want to say by Pharrell. Because one, he did the happy song for Despicable Me 2. And it sounds very similar to it. It does. It definitely gave me that vibe. Yeah. It's not a good vibe. No, it seems like someone went to Just Trimble Lake and said, hey, we like this. Do this again. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Just Trimble Lake was like, no, I don't want to do that. Then they're like, look how well it did, though. And he's like, Okay, give me money and I'll give it a shot. <laughs> it just doesn't, it's not a well made song. No, nope, but I'm sure we'll hear a lot more in the running up to this dumb Trolls movie. Yep. So, well, to, to that. one, Justin Timberlake, everyone loves him. Just not in love with the song, yeah, unfortunately. Exactly. And then. Uh, in other music news. There's a couple things that I added yep. uh, to the list. So let's go with Drake uh, so, first. Yeah, so Drake uh, got his first number one single on the Billboard 100 last week with One Dance. It cut off of his album Views. Um, so that's cool for Drake. Although he's already been usurped. I checked today and the number one song is now Justin Timberlake. Can't stop the feeling. No yes. shocker there. Yeah, what a turnaround. Not surprised. And the last bit is yet another follow-up in the never-ending saga that is Kesha versus Dr. Luke. So last week, Kesha confirmed that she was slated to perform at the Billboard Music Awards and that she was going to have some sort of statement about her uh, current dealings during the performance. Also, apparently, Lena Dunham was scheduled to introduce her None of this is happening because Dr. Luke has officially dropped the block and is preventing Kesha contractually from appearing at the Billboard Music Awards. Mm-hmm. Contractually, so... Yeah. Wait, but she's able to perform though, right? I mean, because she performed at Coachella in the surprise performance. So, my guess here is that there must be some sort of thing in a contract that stipulates television performances televised performances or anything she gets money for yeah i would bet that that's the thing is because otherwise yeah it seems like it would be okay i mean she's been able to do this zed song Mm -hmm. that she's been doing for a while you know and not having any issues with it so i'm guessing that some sort of deal with yeah with some sort of contract deal about television performances that's my guess i don't know if that any of that's true first of all i don't even understand how the contract even prevents her from doing this in the first place. This has got to be one crazy monster of a contract. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, stop, stopping her from creating music creatively, stopping her from going to another studio, stopping her from appearing on TV to perform music. It's draconian. It's yep. almost to the point, it's like, what the hell was Kesha thinking about when she signed this? 
but I don't know. I thought that'd be closer to your head. You guys are on the other side. Echoes. Huh. All right. All right. Well, we're almost done here. Apparently, we've been echoing. We get pretty loud on the podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this up then. Okay. Let's wrap this up in terms of games, as we always do. So, Dragon Ball Xenoverse Two got a trailer announcement. Follow up to 2010, 2011's Dragon Ball Xenoverse, which I thought pretty much covered everything already. Yeah, but I have no idea, so. Okay, <laughs> I guess they're going to add a bunch of uh, Dragon Ball Super that's been going on. Mm, okay. Then, yeah, the only other thing is um, I saw today that they're going to uh, give more details about Pokemon Sun and Moon on June 2nd. That is before E3. Right, so that's kind of exciting. Hopefully it's more details about the, uh, the world. The world, the map, the types of Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, probably more Mega Evolutions. More, maybe, maybe a, a new uh, type. Maybe even some new like gameplay feature. Because mm-hmm. there's always at least one, so... A three-on-three battle. That already exists. Uh, yeah. All right, well, that wraps that up. Um, so yeah, what's that? That wraps that show. up. We're well under one hour. Which is good. Yep. I think this needed a short and sweet. Yep. So, yeah, if you want to follow us, uh, we are on Facebook, Media Boat Podcast. If you want to check us out on Twitter, we're at Media Boat Cast. Uh, if you want, please leave us... Um, Messages on Facebook, feedback, you know, especially about this episode, see how it turned out. Um, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, please do leave us a review. Um, and yeah, that'll pretty much do it. Yep. Uh, follow us on our individual Twitters and our gamer tags. I am not two N A U G H T, the number two. Yep, and uh, I'm Quacker Drill Q U A C K. And with that, I'm going to go to sleep again. Mm-hmm. It is currently 4 o'clock in the morning. Early. All right, well, all you right. enjoy your night. I'll enjoy my day. And we will see you all next week. Next week. Boy.